What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. A couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to chat with transformed gravel pioneer Peter Stetna. We chat about the current race situation all the way to him bike packing to go pick up his brand new van, our favorite beers, and his new campaign of Funnest Known Time, which is his FKT attempts. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. But first, let's hear a message from our sponsors. This episode is also brought to you by Beetroot Pro. I've actually been using this product way before it was ever even a sponsor of the podcast. And yeah, it's actually the first beetroot powder that I've found that mixes up well and doesn't taste like dirt. So it's a win-win for sure. Uh, You got to check it out. It's fast absorbent patented with NO3 nitrate technology, and it includes muscle building vegan BCAAs, magnesium, potassium, and vitamin B12. Like I said, I've been using this at World Cups all the way to now my quarantine campaign. So check it out at beetrootpro.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee and Van Chats. I'm here with Peter Stetna, and yeah, we're still in quarantine. No race is really on the calendar, so I decided I'm going to bug this guy and see if I can get him <laughs> on the podcast and we could just chat. So how you doing, man? Good, yeah. Uh, same as you. Nothing on the calendar, although, you know, I'm already seeing Utah's opening up pretty quick. I saw Colin Strickland's already racing a crit. The driveway series is going in Texas. So oh, yeah, he was in a mask. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I think things are coming back soon. And you know, all these protests are going on in the U S right now. Um, and I'm, well, I'm really sympathetic to that cause. You know, one thing that I keep thinking about just in, in a cycling point of view is, you know, if there's not a massive spike in the next two weeks because of these protests, I mean, that to me is showing that this virus doesn't, you know, it's outside outdoor activity and, and UV light is a mitigating factor. So I'm hopeful that's a good thing for all outdoor things, farmers markets and bike races and all that. So I'm, I'm optimistic that there's actually going to be some races in August and September. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm like, I just got done doing a podcast with Mark from SBT. Oh, nice. uh, I'm actually now kind of bummed because like I, (laughs) that they canceled because it's like I traveled home to South Carolina and it it was all, that's the first time I sat down in a restaurant. I probably need to go get tested, Mm -hmm. but that's the first time I sat down in a restaurant and had a meal and it was the weirdest feeling. And you kind of feel kind of gross. You know how when you're in an airport, and you're yeah. just always like squirting hand sanitizer on. And it's like one thing us cyclists learned is that we were always kind of quarantined. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, so like I walk into that restaurant, it was it was nuts. <clears throat> so yeah, I, uh, I just had, you know, my broken my my van with a big old road trip and bikepacking trip uh, over the last two weeks. And same thing. I had my first uh, dining experience in North Carolina. And it was it was great. It was weird to be waited on again, though, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So, so tell us a little bit about that trip. So, you got a you got a van. Tell us about your van. I got a van. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the whole van life thing was, you know, from the outside, you could tell it looked fun and it looked yeah. rad, but it was also, you know, kind of kind of hipster, and it was never something that really. I figured I would do, um, you know, I just a better lies when it comes to the van it, life. It is, you know, and <laughs> and I was just like, you know coming from my pro tour world, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to fly and rent a car and 
stay in a hotel. Like I know that world, it's easy. Yeah. And then all this COVID happened and, and I just realized, you know, if I want to go do events when they start up again, and if I want to be responsible and healthy about it, and uh, as I'm pivoting to some alternative plans that we can talk about a bit, um, you know, I'm going to have to basically be self-contained and the van makes sense. So it was very much a, an unexpected but uh, a logical cost. So um, I went down the wormhole of the van life research, which I'm sure you can relate. It's like, it's a yep. freaking addiction when you get deep into it. And sure. um, yeah, yeah, it gets like, you, cause you're trying to figure out, do I want solar panels? Do I want water? Mm -hmm. Do I want, you know, uh, what fridge do I want? You're just like looking at all these different aspects of the van. Oh, and, yeah. You know, depending on what van you have, what size you have, like what, what, kind, what kind of van do you have? So I got a Mercedes Sprinter. Um, yep. Classic Sprinter. It's a 3,500 dually wheel in the back, which mm. really helps in those Kansas crosswinds, a little more yeah. stable, uh, 2011. So you got to deal with the whole deaf issue, which was something I learned about, but, um, yeah. it's yeah, like, like my, your gas. my van could probably fit in the back of your van. So I have a Dodge <laughs> pro master city, which is like okay. this cargo van. Okay. Without, it's like the hotel of the, you know, the big time vans. Um, next you should actually talk to my mechanic, big, tall Wayne, big, tall Wayne yeah. lives in Truckee. He comes to all my races or my biggest races with me, but he was my sounding board for all this. He spent 14 months in a converted GMC Savannah traveling to the Southern tip of Patagonia and back Wow, all over. So, I mean, he's, yeah, he lived in South America in this van. Um, and he was the guy that really helped me down this wormhole, you know, and started, you know, Rule number one, you got to think about insulation. You know, if it's the wrong stuff, it becomes a yogurt container in there. Yep. So you start there and it's it's easy to see how people drop way too much money on these things. Luckily, oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like his, uh, the sponsor <laughs> that I work with, it's, it's uh, Contravans. They outfitted the entire van and they, um, they took care of it and they specialize in, in cargo vans themselves. But okay. Their, their sister company is uh, right next door which is Van Life Customs, which, I mean, if you're doing any sort of marketing SEO, I think they nailed it on the head as far as okay. like naming their company Van Life Customs. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, legit. It, uh, I think they've done a few vans for Red Bull. Um, oh, wow. Not, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think they helped Payson with his. Um, okay. Don't quote me on that, but uh, okay. I think there was some, some help there. But yeah, they, I mean, they do it right here in Denver, Colorado. So it's pretty interesting stuff. But um, so how's your van built out? Like, did you build it out personally or did you take it? Yeah, no. So, um, so yeah, my, I was looking around uh, West coast. It's so popular. They're so expensive. Um, but I had uh, my buddy, Matt in, in Atlanta, he works for Wahoo. He was okay. selling his and he had actually built it all out himself, but he had done it really well. He's a really good handyman. Um, and he just, he let me know that he was ready to sell it for some, some lifestyle changes on his end. Um, so I, I researched it all and, and I was really happy with what he had done. So, um, it's, uh, it's, it's fully set up already to do bike events, but, yeah. um, you know, as soon as you're in it for three days, there's a million things that you would curate to you, but at yeah. least like I can immediately be on it and going to events if I want. So. You know, there is a, there's a fork mount underneath the bed in the back. However, 
you know, it's, he's a shorter rider than I am. So I got to like, you know, so I got to like raise the bed an inch eventually, but there is a fork mount. Um, it's got a solar panel with a little mini uh, Yeti Goal Zero, enough to like charge your laptop. There's lighting in it. There's good insulation. Um, queen size memory foam mattress. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's fully set up to live in. How many vents do you have up top? Because I've I've found that that's like a that's like a game changer. The vent, the fan. The vent. No, I just have the one fan, and we have these little Louvre windows on the side with screens. Ah, and so okay, at night, okay. I uh, turn on the generator. I get the fan rolling through, and I open up the Louvre windows, and you kind of get like a a draft running through the whole back end. That's good. That's like a, especially in Atlanta. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming he had a fan or a fan put into that because like I mean mm-hmm. the humidity just in when we were in Brevard, North Carolina this past weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. So just getting any bit of airflow in there was a game changer. Oh yeah. Um, and good insulation and you know, he has all the good like window covering. So when I parked it and I close it all off, I mean, it stays cool in there. Um, I was getting cold at night actually. Um, were you sleeping in it at mid South? No, I, I like literally just did this in the last week. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Yeah. So this worked out perfect. Then. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, yeah, like, I was like, man, I'm a van you. life virgin. Yeah. 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 I was like, I was like, when I got you on the podcast, you know, when I sent out the message, I was like, ah, oh, we're probably gonna have to talk about world tour this, world tour that. And I'm like, uh, this is gonna be a headache. And then you're like, no, dude, let's talk about van life. And I'm like, van life. Yeah. All right, I'll just roll with it. So it's I didn't even know you me. had a van. So that's cool, man. Ah, uh, cool. yeah. Yeah, no, I just went down the whole wormhole and and I'm fully hooked and and I'm planning off season projects with big tall Wayne. You know, I gotta raise the bed. I got to get a second solar panel so I can actually have a fridge in there. Right now, I just rock with the Yeti cooler and a bunch of ice packs, which honestly does everything you need. Um, yeah. 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 I got, yeah. Cause I got hooked up with, uh, when I, when I got the van, I got hooked up with Dometic. The Dometic okay. fridges. Yep. Yep. It's a 12 volt. Oh, wow. And it's, and so you can literally pu- plug it into a cigarette lighter. And hmm. so what I do is I plug it into the cigarette lighter of my, uh, my battery inverter. So it charges off my car. Um, mm-hmm. and essentially it, it works just like a refrigerator as long as and it doesn't bad. drain your car battery out for too long. Nope. Like overnight no, because no, cause it doesn't, cause it doesn't go off my car battery anymore. Then it goes off gotcha. the inverter. So it goes, Oh wait, wait, battery. yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it goes car battery, battery, fridge. And as long as the car is on, that's charging that battery, which is charging my fridge. So, yeah. Yeah. My yeah, system, it's, it's fully independent. The car battery doesn't touch it. So it's just solar panel to the little goal zero electric generator. And then that is the one that's hitting the lights. It's got a, I got a deep sink with a water pump in it. So I actually have running water in the thing, which is nice. Oh, sweet. Um, little gray water tank and a fresh water tank. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, if I upgrade the electrical second solar panel, which is like a hundred bucks, then, then I'm going to go for that Dometic and, um, and maybe even get like a, a, a hose bib for washing myself and bikes. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can kind of chat about this after the podcast, but I got like a whole five gallon tank that's hooked up to the electric electrical that's under my bed. And this is all in my cargo van. That's yeah. It's a five gallon tank that okay. is uh, like a shower. Okay. And so it, it's pressurized off the, off the battery. So it's pretty neat. Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. we can kind of chat about that after, after the podcast. Definitely. But yeah, so it's super cool. And cause you, what it does is I just fill it up with a hose, five gallons, mm-hmm. boom, you got water. And I use it mainly cause showering out of the back of it is pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I use it mainly for like washing dishes. Like that's mm. what I've found to be a, such a headache. You know, the mm -hmm. last thing I want to do is like take paper plates and just toss them. So yeah, um, yep. wash some dishes, you know, because if we're out there camping and grilling, because I camped with uh, Ashton Lambie actually okay. at um, Mid-South. Okay. And nice. so we were camping next to each other and we were kind of like, because he's got his own little truck thing going on right now. I don't know what that is, but he's got this whole truck thing. He's got a solar panel. He uh, created a pressurized shower on it hmm. um, on the roof rack. So there's some cool things that you can do for sure. Um, nice. on that side of things but okay but yeah so is your plan to, to to travel to some of these races and camp in the van now only yeah yeah i mean that's pretty that's much awesome. all i'm doing um if there's an east coast event i'll probably fly i mean i can't handle too many cross usa trips yeah. that was that hurt but um uh yeah you know i think it sounds like there's going to be some events in oregon and utah and maybe even colorado happening in the next few months so yeah i'm just going to road trip everywhere and be self-contained in, in that van it's great it's you know it becomes your bed it's your moving apartment super comfortable um and uh yeah yeah no I'm, I'm fully invested in this yeah yeah so what did you do did you fly to atlanta or did you so yep <clears throat> i i flew to atlanta one way ticket um and honestly, the flight with all the COVID stuff, it was, it was really comfortable. The worst part is wearing a mask for five hours. But yeah, yeah. I mean, no middle seats were available. Um, they give you this pre-sealed bag with a bottled water and a granola bar. And I mean, it was, it felt safe. Um, okay. And I actually, since, you know, if I were to fast forward, I, as soon as I entered California again, I actually did get a COVID test because I was like, all right, I'm red flag number one. I flew across yeah. the country. I was in the Southeast where a lot of folks pretend that this thing doesn't even exist. And then I road tripped all the way across home, you know, back home. Um, and I was negative. So, Sweet. That's good. um, but yeah, anyway, um, so I flew one way to Atlanta, picked up the van from Matt. Um, but he had this, this bucket list trip, which is called the, uh, the Appalachian gravel growler bike packing trip. I've also, this. I've also never bike packed. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just recently did mine. There you go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, go for <laughs> it. Very much a Cat 5 bikepacker. Um, but <laughs> so I got a bunch of packs, you know, from, from my Shimano sponsor or from Shimano, my sponsor. They have yeah, pro yeah. bags. Um, and I got a couple lightweight little sleeping pads. And um, so we caravaned from his house in the van to Asheville, North Carolina. And it's this 200-mile route that connects... Uh, a bunch of the famous breweries in in the southeast Asheville region, which Sweet. you know Asheville is for all the west coasters out here listening it's uh it's like Bend or boulder for for beer it's it's crazy you know it's where it's, I went to college so yeah. oh man yeah, yeah it's yeah. such a cool town I'd never been um so yeah, we did a two day bike packing trip, got caught in a thunderstorm overnight, which royally sucked, but you know yeah. it was a good time um you know, on the Blue Ridge Parkway, ate in our first restaurant since since COVID went down. Um, Isn't it nuts, though, how people are acting? Like, because we left from, because when did you do this trip? It was probably about two weeks ago now, this weekend. Yes, yeah, same. So I literally was in Brevard around the same time. Hmm. I left from Colorado Springs. I get to Polidoro Canyon in Texas, camp out there. Mm -hmm. And then I go to my first gas station and I'm wearing a mask and doing my whole, my due diligence, you know, and it was as if I walked in and I pissed everybody off in there. They're like, 
yeah wearing a mask are we gross like yeah. what are you doing oh my gosh <laughs> and then, and then you know i get to arkansas and whatever else and i at this point i've gotten comfortable enough where i'm not even wearing it anymore and then people are like why aren't you wearing a mask dude like you need to be respectful and i'm like oh crap mask back on yeah and, yeah, yeah and then i get to Asheville, and it's the whole yeah it's kind of the opposite you know like you got half and half and just mm-hmm. people wearing it and not wearing it so yeah uh yeah it was it's pretty nuts on that on that front yeah yeah the southeast uh and most of the u.s i was usually the only guy wearing a mask in these gas stations although they still have copious hand sanitizer yeah, the plastic guard up and everything the protocol um as far as I can tell, a lot of the U.S. is open for business. So, you know, I we finished in Asheville. Um, I stashed my van uh, during the trip at Brent Bookwalter's place. He lives in Asheville, North Carolina. So Sweet. I got it. I was supposed him. to go pick up a car title from him. So, Brent, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry I didn't pick up that car title. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and then, um, yeah, we picked up a bunch of good craft beers and... Uh, I started making my way back west. So I, I hauled through the night, you know, sleeping in pullouts and all that. Um, the iOverlander app is saving my ass. It's yeah. amazing. Um, I'm learning all the things, all the tricks. Um, yeah. I pit stopped in Emporia, rode with the Lifetime folks at, uh, you know, a little bit of Dirty Kansas homage just to see That's it and cool. feel. And then uh, Made my way to Boulder, where I grew up. Uh, parked outside mom's house for a few days. Rode with Alex Howes. Um, got into Moab. I did the white rim on a gravel bike, which I would not recommend for anyone oh, that likes man. their back and their ass and yeah. their wrists. Um, man, Canyon couldn't do you justice and give you a bike just for that time. I'm just kidding. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the point, right? It's like, oh, you know, there's a lot of Jeep trail. I think I could do it on a gravel bike. I think it might be fast. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then from Moab back to Lake Tahoe, where I'm part time these days. So, yeah. So, uh, have you done Leadville yet? I did it last year. That was part of, you know, my alternative calendar. So, so speaking of White Rim, do you think mm-hmm. you could do leadville on a gravel bike because i keep hearing yeah this. yeah hearing this. it was, was going to be my first year doing leadville mm-hmm. and i was going to do the lead boat i'm assuming you were doing that as well yep yeah so i was going to do that and i keep hearing say, oh you'd be fine man don't worry about it it's like it's a gravel race for mountain bikers you could probably even do it on a gravel bike what's your thoughts i mean now e- being a roadie and kind of being that guy that's jumped and gone hey yeah you know um you know for for leadville yes you could do it on a gravel bike you'd be fine um i don't think it'd be faster i think it would suck i think it's just too rough and too long and over over that amount of time it's just like you you're gonna burn more energy dealing with the bumps and slowly picking your way through the few technical sections than just blasting through it um that said you could totally do the leadville course on a gravel bike and you'd be fine it just wouldn't be as fast and that's kind of why i did um the white rim that way is you know kind of one of these pivot projects i'm planning on is an fkt attempt at the white rim it's kind of a a hallowed a hallowed ride these days um and i was planning it as early as mid-south and then um all this all the lockdown went happen like Canyonlands closed the park hard so um as miserable as mid-south was i'm just so grateful it happened that we oh me too one race in you know 
Me too. It was yeah. it was so good. It was such a good time. Um, and uh, but yeah, so Leadville. I think the fastest for both of those, honestly, would be like a Franken bike. You know, you would have to do, I would say, a hardtail mountain bike, but then like get drop bars on it or something like that. And yeah. Yeah. Just hell do yeah. Like stupid, weird, nerdy arrow. Like. Oh yeah. Drop bars. Yeah. You know dropper yeah. post on it but yep. it's still nerdy like yeah yep no oh, that's 100 cool. percent. i think that would be the, the hot ticket to be honest yeah because like being here in the springs you know part of me you know depending on how this whole coronavirus thing plays out between because it felt like i don't know if you felt like this but it felt like i left colorado with a pandemic and i came back to colorado and everybody's now on the same page as everybody in the southeast so yeah everybody was getting shit in the southeast opening yeah. up and now they're doing the same thing i was wearing a mask in my coffee local coffee shop the other day that i got kicked out of for forgetting a mask you know so really like, yeah and it's like yeah. two weeks ago and now i'm wearing one and nobody else is and everybody's yeah. sitting down you know and um but yeah like part of me wants to go up to leadville but at the same time you know like leadville aspen and those small ski towns you just never know like the last thing you want to do is be the reason for their pandemic yeah you know and you gotta just respect everyone around how they feel about it you know that's kind of why i you know i bring the mask with me and i kind of start with it and if someone just says like that's not needed i'm okay with that you know i yeah. i personally am and feel like i'm masking up for others that are are more at risk um yeah. that's just my personal feeling about it you know and um that said i i feel like california is the same way in that in the last few weeks everything's opened up. I feel like people have kind of hit this, this cracking point and they're just, you know, life needs to move forward for a lot of folks. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, cat, yeah, I, I'm up to, I'm part-time in Tahoe a lot of the, a lot of the time. And it's, uh, yeah, it's very open for business now. I mean, Airbnbs are going again and all of it. So. Yeah. So what, what do you do when you're not riding, man? Like everybody's got these weird things. I know Colin Strickland has this weird, weird truck that he's building which i'm hoping to get him on the podcast soon so i can hear about this craziness that he has it, going on. he he gave me some ideas it was yeah, yeah. he's got some frankenstein thing yeah, going on yeah because he's like he's like 3d modeling i don't know what colin Strickland has done <laughs> in his past life but it's almost like he's this engineer that i don't even know about so, mm -hmm. so what do you do in your free time man like i know you race the world tour that's cool and all what trek Segreto, yeah whatever tour de france yeah. all the grand tours i don't care <laughs> about that so tell me what you did before that man like what's your hobby like you retire today what are you gonna do man what are you gonna um do? i know you're gonna live in your van now but. yeah i'm gonna dirt bag <laughs> it just live in my van <laughs> catch up on on everything i missed in my 20s uh yeah, no you know i'm a bigger exactly <laughs> the wife finally kind of cracked on me and she's asking me to shave it she's good with the stash but the yeah. beard was yeah. too much if you guys are um, listening to this on a uh on the podcast version you can't see the video uh Stetna has decided to grow his quarantine Stetna beard. So he's trying to stay original. All of us are trying to grow stashes. And he's like, dude, I did that a long time ago before. <laughs> now he's growing yeah. beard. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, it was kind of the moment. It's just like, let's see how far I can take it. You know, I got a lot of hair too. And yeah. <laughs> I'm going to man bun it maybe. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse, dude. You could have the receding hairline and, and be bald yeah. and doing all kinds of craziness. So yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, passions, um, you know, craft beer is a big passion of mine. It's not always the best blend for, for racing, but you know, there's, there's a time and a place for it. Um, yeah. 
I love experimenting. I love every time I go to a town, I want to get like a, a sample flight. Um, I'm, I'm really into it um, for better or worse. Um, road tripping, food, um, and then just, you know, the whole privateer lifestyle is freaking busy. It's a hustle to, to make it, it work in, in the gravel world now. And, and I'm yeah. sure you can relate, but you know, the hustle is real. I mean, if I'm not trained and I'm dealing with, uh, emails and, and podcasts yeah. such as this or you know whatever yeah. it is but um um there's there's always there's always a project and a fun project um yeah, it's always cool. creativity so um no, my life yeah. is still bikes yeah if you like beer man you definitely like like i said they don't sponsor me but hopefully this might change their minds um <laughs> outer range brewing by far okay. you got to check it out when you're out of breck huh uh it's out of frisco frisco, frisco okay and we I, I still don't know where it is, but like the local, so we, there's so much beer in Colorado, right? Of course. Um, the local liquor store down the road, I went to go buy it and they, he's like, tell me, he's like, dude, if you want an IPA, just try this out. I tried it out and I was like, damn, this is good. I tried to come get it again. And they were like, yeah, we sold out. And I was like, okay. And I'm starting to catch on to this week after week after week, you know, because quarantine, mm -hmm. everybody's drinking beer now. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> week after week, they're like, yeah, we're sold out. There was a line out the door waiting for the delivery of this beer of holy this beer. cow he sold That's out of it amazing. the guy pulls me aside and he goes hey man there's a liquor store up the road i'm not even going to name it on this podcast just in the yeah. off chance that i'm not that <laughs> famous but just in the off chance that somebody hears but there's right. a liquor store up the store uh there's a liquor store up the road that sells it too and it's the only place that i can find it in stock um <laughs> which is pretty wild but i'd love to go check it out um the brewery out when i'm in town I think it's like Definitely. right outside of Denver. Um, okay. Really no, sure good to know. Yeah. Um, that's the cool thing about beers. It's so hyper local. You know, it's, it's real. A, a lot of places don't really distribute heavily and, and yeah. the best ones usually don't. So you gotta, that's kind of the cool thing about traveling is you want to visit the local spot. I mean, oh, yeah. Asheville, you know, we went to burial and it blew my mind. Oh, burial is yes. amazing. Um, you know, I had, I've got some good stuff in Colorado. Every time I pass through, I've kind of got like a favorites list there. And, you know, in NorCal where I'm at is heaven for, for craft yeah, beer I world too. I haven't tried NorCal yet. Um, I mean, we got, area, but. Uh, up in Santa Rosa, you know, we have, you know, it's home of Russian river, which is Pliny the elder, which is yeah. kind of like the godfather of IPA. Um, and we've got probably 20 craft breweries in town. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, I partner with Revision Brewing out of Reno um, for my event every year. So we make a namesake, Hazy IPA, that they kill it. Um, that's awesome. So, um, no, yeah, that's the fun thing, though, is everywhere we go, there's always, there's a, there's always a local brewery. Well, because is it, like, because you, so you got the Mid-South, they do a beer. And yep. then you got, I think, Belgian Waffle Ride partners with, uh, yeah. you know this better than I do. What's the uh, Lost one? Abbey. Yeah. Lost These Abbey. Good, and so yep. they, they do a beer. When is when? When are you gonna do a beer? I, mean, I have a beer. You have a beer. Let's hear about. I it. have a beer. So, um, what is now the Pay Dirt, which was my gravel event that we've unfortunately postponed. Okay. Um, it started as a road fondo a few years ago in Tahoe, as you know, that's those are my training grounds. Um, it's for a charity, and we I went to this brewery that was just starting out, Revision, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I was like, hey, you know, we passed right through Reno before we climbed Mount Rose. You know, we need a beer sponsor. You guys are new. Like, you know, would you be into giving us some beer? And the guy I used to mountain bike race in college. 
So That's he was awesome. like, you know what? Screw that. Let's make a beer. So we sat down, we collaborated and talked about flavor profiles and all of it. And lo and behold, we made Prospect and Pete's Pale Ale in 2017. Sick. It was great. It was super good. Um, if this is being recorded, I have a keepsake bottle here. Let's see it. So this was the first year. This is my famous beer wall here. Oh, awesome. Some famous, uh, there's Pliny the Younger. That's the Belgian Waffle Ride. So this was Prospect and Pete's Pale Ale. Yes. You can see cowboy stash. Looks just like you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but being a, being a pale ale, it just, you know, in, IP, in the U.S., it's all IPA. It didn't sell well. Yeah. So uh, the next year, we hazed it up, the whole haze craze, New England-style hazy IPA. Yeah. So it became Pete's secret stash with That's the mustache awesome. going into the, the space dust, the ethers. That's awesome. Um, and so, so do now, they, do they sell that now? Like if I wanted to like go in there, I could buy a, buy it or like, is it like brewed? It's a limited like release. It's only available during, during my event season every September, but it is available to their entire distribution network. So, oh, cool. I mean, I had people messaging me pictures of the can in Japan and I mean, revision what? is revisions blowing up. They, uh, they actually beat Pliny and blind taste test. They're, they're a great company. So, wow. um, Good quality stuff, um, and my beer is a hazy IPA. So, Sweet. so when's your when's your event postponed till next or year, you, September oh, next of twenty twenty one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We so just. How's, uh, how is that affecting you? Like, because I kind of talked to Mark a little bit about that, and Mark Mark was like, you know, he's super honest about it, and you know, you can tell he's done it before. But dude, you're you're you you know you're a bike racer, mm -hmm. you know, you run an event as well. Like, how was that? Was like, give us kind of the in depth detail of like how hard that was to kind of just push it off, or was it easy? No, it was it was really difficult, especially because we had transitioned to gravel in line with my career. Uh, we were launching out of Carson City, and Nevada is usually pretty relaxed about their their rules compared to California. Um, yeah. I was optimistic, however, we kind of hit this point being. A, a new event more so to speak um mm -hmm. where we open registration right after mid-south during the height of covid covid craziness so we hadn't sold out yet oh, and yeah. we were i mean but we were looking good and yeah. and it was just this moment where okay now we have to start like putting down deposits on vendors and bands and all this stuff if we want to move forward in this unknown moment or if we cancel now and postpone, we can offer every single person that signed up a hundred percent refund should they want it instead yeah. of deferring. Um, and it just, that, that seemed more responsible to us instead of waiting and waiting. And, you know, every organizer's kind of taking a different stance on you can only defer store credit or it's a full refund or we're keeping your money. I mean, there's a whole spectrum of answers and, Everybody's and different. Like everybody I, I, I'm sympathetic things, to yeah. it all. I mean, organizers, just like the pros, like they got to they got to make their living yeah, yeah, off of bike sure. events too, you know. So, um, but yeah, so we that was the call we made, and it hurt. Um, but at the same time, you know, it just allowed me to kind of focus on on the events that should go forward, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So, so your thought is is like you're ready to race. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. Yeah. I, I'm ready to, as soon as there's an event confirmed, I plan on going there and being as responsible as possible in my van yeah. and uh, yeah. 
you know, like not not doing all the local restaurants is, and everything. You can actually be super responsible. You're a movie oh, yeah. hotel, you know, like, I mean, because like I felt so odd about sleeping in a hotel because you never know what hotel you're going to get on the yeah. outside looking in. For like, sure. You never know what you're going to get. But I always know what my van's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have somewhat of an idea. It's probably going to have a ton of ton of monster cans and my 100 <laughs> percent glasses laying around from the long drive or whatever else. And yeah, yeah, I just make it work. Um, so yeah, that that's that's super neat. And uh, so yeah, so I guess what the first race for you would be Dirty Kanza, which was no, probably- no, no. Um, I there's tentatively some race some some gravel stuff going on in Bend in late okay. July tentatively okay um and then august uh it looks like there could be some stuff in utah potentially um there's a there's a new utah event that's on the books um there's also belgian waffle ride for the east coasters the Asheville folk um they have not canceled yet i don't know how it's looking um it's just i've heard i've heard like three different ways and i know michael marks and i probably should just reach out to the guy Mm -hmm. but i've heard it like five different ways it's like yeah, no, it's been canceled. We actually rode the course, part of the course when I was in Brevard. Awesome. And it was super cool because uh, you probably know Boucher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so supposedly he has, he helped build some of the course. From what okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a cool course, man. I mean, or at least the part that I rode on, it's like, it goes through DuPont. I don't know if you got to see much of DuPont. No, I but, didn't. Oh my gosh. I mean, they were telling me that I could probably just in the park alone ride a hundred different miles of gravel in the Holy park. cow. So just in the park alone, I could hit, I would yeah. never have to repeat gravel, but it mm-hmm. should be a hundred different miles of different mm-hmm. gravel. I was riding with uh, Dylan Johnson's YouTube guy. Um, okay. So, okay. so yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty neat. And um, so, yeah, I hope that, I hope that race does happen. I mean, Asheville, seems to be going seems to be moving um yeah it's really going to be kind of who can get you know uh the he- the local health officials sign off on it you know yeah. and and the the event won't look the same it's going to be i mean i think you're going to have to think about wave starts and all mm-hmm. that but you know at the same time like farmers markets are going now like outdoor yeah. events like without spectators i mean they should theoretically be happening yeah. if not already in some states apparently there was a grand fondo in utah two weeks ago like yeah. aid stations and everything someone told wow. me about it i was i was blown away so well you had the mohican which i'm not familiar where that's at but the mohican mountain bike race happened oh um, did it in north carolina and then you had a gravel race in kansas this past weekend i just heard about via what? instagram yeah there was a gravel oh race. man i would have i was like right in there that area i would have done it like so there was, there was a gravel race there but you know a lot of the locals i don't think are going to be like hey pete um if you want there's a race coming and i'm going to race it and you're going to race next to me i would like to win it but hey do you want to yeah. come <laughs> yeah yeah i know so, i would have ruined it for him um, yeah, yeah, yeah i'm ruining gravel i know <laughs> I, yeah, I know you're the, you're the taking all the funds yeah. scapegoat well, you're that, number one you're that infamous guest that i bring on like the the darth vader or whoever else that is yeah make my channel you know alex <laughs> told me he was like you just gotta embrace being the villain and i am i'm not sorry well, is anymore. alex even technically the villain <laughs> i love that it's like alex and lachlan are like the gods but you, you've been you've been dubbed i'm the villain yeah i'm wearing villain. all black right now i'm i'm gravel vader i guess <laughs> yeah so your first gravel race was the belgian waffle ride right yeah yeah 
so tell us a little bit about like what's your first experience because when me being a professional track cyclist like mm -hmm. europe world cup to world cup like i had this whole pretentious view of like it's just a gravel race it's whatever but mid stuff right. was the hardest fucking thing i've ever done it was bananas it was so <laughs> hard i got dropped out of the front group within the first hour and i was like i should be able to hang with these guys but dude i i got dropped at the single track section i just literally oh, couldn't yeah. handle my bike through that yeah. stuff. i didn't know what i was doing yeah 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 that was that was real racing there at mid-south that was hard oh, um God. and uh you know just the mud there you had to earn every pedal stroke if you coasted for two two seconds you you stopped so it was literally like a six hour hill climb if you want to think of it like like the power yeah. file would have looked like that um but uh yeah bwr last year was my first big boy gravel race you know i i'd done um a bunch of grasshoppers in in northern california before which are like the original uh adventure race series they've been going for like 22 years before gravel was even a thing um yeah so i'd always kind of been you know, I, I dabbled in, in the fun alternative stuff and growing up in Colorado riding dirt, but Belgian waffle ride was that eye-opening experience where it was like, this is big and this is fun. And I want to do, I want to do as yeah. much of this as I can. And tour of California was the week after, and I would be on climbs in the tour of California, like not winning the race. Like I had, you know, helped Richie as far as I could. And I had swung off. I was just pedaling to the top and people were yelling like, Belgian waffle winner like I was like holy cow people they know this thing and they care about this like yeah, more yeah. than more than most races so um you know that was kind of when the light bulb went off definitely BWR was that moment for me no that yeah and that's so. awesome because like it you know it seems like it's not it's not really a gravel race and I might get shunned for saying this because it's got like kind of a good mixture between gravel and oh yeah road. yeah um and Cause that's always the argument. Do you ride a road bike or do you ride a gravel bike? So what's exactly. your argument? Do you, because I know you got sponsors who are probably gonna be like, Hey, we want to push this gravel bike. But <laughs> what would you ride? No, I mean, BWR last year, I won it on my aero road bike. Wow. So, so um, like on the Amada with 28s, I know I, the Madone, the aero Madone, one. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on a Madone with 28s. Um, and people were that, that surprised a lot of people. Um, that said, this year I'll be on the same. I'll be on my Canyon Ultimate, which is their road bike with good clearance, like yeah. featherweight climber bike. Um, and I'll have 28 or 30s, uh, depending on how the, the dirt sections are running. You know, it's, do you, you work never with know. This, do you work with a certain tire company? IRC. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. What, so what tires are you going to choose? And like, you know, what, what would be your thought on that? Like uh, they or? have these things. Yeah, like road slicks, but just they have these things called RBCC, which is like this rice brand compound that's kind of like a little bit more burly a little bit more resistant a little okay. more uh, grainy i guess to yeah, give yeah. you some traction but it's still like a road slick no, um awesome. so you know I, I yeah i work with irc for for tires um they have some good quality products and they're making a big step into the tire world again they used to be you know heyday of mountain bike in the 90s they were they were the shit but um yeah. now they're they're really invested in coming back um Cause you helped, you helped design a few tires for them, right? Or We're working on some projects. Yeah. 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 So we cool. should have some cool stuff coming out. Um, you know, given I'm, I'm able to give some Intel and push them to the limit. Um, and you know, that's, but that's the thing about BWR is 
Michael Marks, the founder, he does not call himself a gravel race, but everyone else does. And they kind of like, don't let him get away with it. He yeah. very much advertises himself as a spring classic. Yeah. You know, there's, it's a roadways with, uh, with sections like Roubaix, but these are like dirt sections thrown in. Um, that said, it's a gravel race, man. Like it's the, it's, and cause gravel isn't exactly, a a road consistency. It is, it's a lifestyle and it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a culture, right? Like it's the mass start. It's the, the brewery finish before and after it's, it's all the, the fun around it. Um, and everyone doing the same route together. So while BWR does cater to this kind of elite pro field, you know, and there's a prize person, all that, I mean, it's still very much a gravel race. And that's also why I feel like Leadville, even though it's a mountain bike race should be, I personally consider it, you know, or a gravel race, you know, it's, mm. it's not that technically challenging compared to other mountain bike events. And it's that marathon format where everyone's going together. Um, mm. So, no, that's, that's super interesting take because just, you know, my first gravel race was mid South, you know, me and that's pure of- gravel. That's definitely gravel grinding. Oh so. my gosh. Like me and a couple other team pursuit guys, Danny Summerhill, uh, oh, yeah. Grant, Grant Kuntz and uh, Ashton Lambie, we all kind of came together. I mean, Ashton's, graveled out but uh we mm-hmm. kind of all came together to race and you know i don't know have you did you ever dabble in the track because i know like around your time they tried to pull a ton of road guys into the yeah track. but as a flyweight climber nobody yeah, wanted it. Like, no nobody they did not want to touch to it yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah so <laughs> uh, on the yeah. track there's this thing like when the, in the team pursuit you know there's a lot of communication um you have to finish with three riders just like a team time trial mm-hmm. um you have to finish with a certain number of riders and we, you know, so I had gotten dropped about an hour in Ashton was already like not motivated when we woke up to rain and we were eating oatmeal. I hadn't seen <laughs> Grant Coons at this point. Um, and all of a sudden about after the first rest stop, I had gotten my bike pressure washed and like uh-huh. got everything off of it. Yeah. And finally I had gears again. Um, nice. and I see Danny Summerhill just coming the opposite direction and he just looks at me and he goes three. I said, what? fuck three and that's what we used to yell in the team pursuit when the fourth rider would bail and mm-hmm. so that way you wouldn't exchange for three right you know right, I mean? right so right. you would so you wouldn't miss the exchange <laughs> and do a second pull into the back so he's right yelling, he's yelling three i get a text on my phone from ashton lambie about mile 65 it's uh-huh. two and then and then i see i see grant Kuntz at mile 80 at the last rest stop and you know we're cheesing at each other and he just looks at me and goes sorry man one like he quit right there oh, and he was no. eating Oreos and drinking beer. And I was just like, Oh, oh man. Like he, I think he was taking shots of whiskey at that, at that <laughs> rest stop. And so at that point I was like, you know, what? it's just 20 miles. How bad can it be at the Those speed the I was going 20 miles? Oh my God. At the speed it, I was going and the amount of gears I had. Like, yeah. Cause, and I, I went ahead and bought DI two right out of pocket after this race. Yeah. Um, because if you had cable shifting, you were fucked. Oh yeah. And then on top of cable shifting, if you had any lower end component trees, you were definitely screwed because it just blew apart. Um, so I had the top end of my cassette and the lower ring. Um, so a 34 or whatever, and like a 23 and 26. And that's what I mm-hmm. heard 23 and 24, like in that range. And yeah, man, I just chugged along at like 10 miles an hour. Just like, Jesus. Yeah. you know, I just got to finish. But when I finished, you would have thought I had just won 
the biggest race ever. Bobby's yeah. like trying to give me a hug, like beers getting thrown at me, like people are super stoked. Yeah. Gravel is a culture. It's yeah. insane. Like oh, yeah. that feeling is insane. I got that's the most love I ever got for getting 60th fucking place that I'll probably ever get. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, and that's you know, uh Colin put it a good way, Strickland, and he was just, you know, like in people are, they care about the race in the front, you know, and yeah. there's, there's like the pros in the front doing, there, there's like a little sparkle factor to it, but that's not really the point. The point is you're all doing this together and you win when you finish. Cause these events are so hard and so challenging. And that's, yeah. that's the point of even doing it, you know, and that's, that's why I like doing it. Um, I mean, I had the same story as you, it was just, you know, I, I was, I was actually in the lead and then, my my gearing blew up on me just one wrong line and you know that oh, that yeah. gumball of red clay dirt just went into everything and uh you know there's this point with probably like 10 miles to go like you where my bike was so gummed up i was standing there like trying to scrape at it and it was like somehow accumulating while i wasn't even moving yeah and jonathan baker who's mr cyclocross like this master's cross racer and he's just a wizard you know with yeah, mud yeah. He's just walking by me with his bike on his shoulder and he's like flicking mud off it with his other hand while he just walks past me onto the podium. I was just like, are you kidding me right now? Wild man, wild <laughs> man. Cause like I heard an interview with Payson and Payson yeah. was like, yeah, I just told myself if I was, if I had to stop, I was running. And yeah. I was just like, fuck, you thought that hard on it? Like I was like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know I was going to stop. Like part of me, like, I was like, should I wear road shoes? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and I, you keep hearing this, like your first gravel race, you're <laughs> like, dude, if it rains, like it's a different bike race. Like, oh if yeah. It rains. You just know it's going to be a different day on the bike. And I'm just like, how bad can it be? Like I've ridden yeah. in the rain, I've ridden in the dirt and it didn't really hit until about mile 30. Yeah. In my opinion, like, Riding through the sand uh, and the dirt early on wasn't bad. My bike right. didn't start to clog up around until after the hill. That big, that yeah, that hill is yeah, um, yeah. That's where I started um, to feel it. Yeah, it was like in while it was raining, it was fine. But then as yeah. soon as it starts to warm up in the day and it in the rain had stopped, that's when it all just started to soak into that ground. And that was yeah, that was the issue. But like you said, I mean, it was just and, and that's kind of how I'm trying to embrace this gravel thing. Is I mean, I'm. I want to race like that. Yeah. I like racing and anyone who pins a number on, I mean, they can tell you race, yeah. how, I, people are competitive, right? Yeah. But that that's almost secondary to the experience. And I know there's days when I'll win or podium and there's going to be days when I walk in hours behind, such as, you know, you had happen to you yeah. and it doesn't matter. Like you get a beer, it's great for celebrating and it's great for commiserating and you have a damn good time afterwards. Yeah, you get a story out of it. Yeah, because you're just like immediately thinking too, like you're like, well, shit, like I, I got all these sponsors, I got all these people behind me, and you know, you tell them the story of it, and they're just like, that was awesome, and you're yeah. just like, on the track, <laughs> if like if I don't get a result, I lose a salary or I lose my team or whatever. Oh yeah, it's going yeah. on at that time. So right. the fact that you're super stoked on this is is insane to me, but yeah, I, okay. <laughs> yeah, yep. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's cool, man. So, you know, I don't want to keep you all night. It's, uh, it's getting I appreciate late it. Yeah. In California. Um, but yeah, just before we end, I know that you got into a little bit of bike packing and, you know, thereabouts has made the bike packing cool and all this other stuff, but do you kind of have any other trips kind of lined up or is it kind of secretive right now? 
Um, you know, I can start to announce a little bit. Um, when is this airing? Like immediately or? Um, I mean, it, it can air in like two weeks. I got, still got a oh. release film. Well, so. yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, no, you know, everyone's trying to be creative and pivot. Um, I'm, I'm not interested in the full ultra endurance yet. You know, I feel like yeah. once you're talking about like Colorado trail and stuff, it's, you know, it's, uh, bikepacking is fun with yep. buddies and the adventure. But I feel like if you're trying to go for that super long records and stuff, it's just, it becomes like a sleep deprivation contest, mm-hmm. you know, like exactly. I, I'm not that into it, but you know, I, I immediately went after mid South into this planning project. Um, I'm, hopeful that races will take off soon and i'll also be um targeting a couple fkts that are you know more well respected and try to maybe establish a few routes of my own um Mm -hmm. because i feel like that's the best way that um we can still compete with one another while not being together you know fkt is something that's big in the running world and it's starting to take off in cycling but not so much yet um eversting doesn't interest me um and uh yeah, so you know, I think uh, the white rim is an objective for this fall. And the nice thing about FKTs is you can kind of wait for the just the right course conditions and deal with all the the technical aspects of it. It'd be fun. It's a fun yeah. project um, and something where you can highlight your sponsors and the right equipment for for the battle. Um, you know, I had my eye on Cocopelli Trail, although Lachlan drastically lowered that bar, so we'll see. Um, and uh, Rose to Toads is a big ride here at Lake Tahoe. Um, That's yeah. everyone does it on the solstice, which is conveniently tomorrow for our recording right now. Um, Sweet, yeah. I won't be doing it tomorrow, but uh, that's normally a mountain bike ride that everyone does on the solstice because it's so long. It goes from along the Tahoe Rim Trail from Mount Rose to uh, South Lake Tahoe. Um, cool. And uh, and then we're launching this thing called the Funnest Known Time with the Let's Privateer oh, wow. project. Um, so it's not just about getting the fastest, although, you know, maybe for guys like you and me who are competitors, you know, maybe your idea of funnest is going as fast as possible. But for other people, their type one fun, their idea of funnest is, you know, beer chugging competition in the middle. And that's great, too. And so there's going to be which is probably a competition a, that I would lose at if I, even <laughs> if I tried to compete at it. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> we should just start adding beer chugs with time bonuses and races. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so there's going to be a project called Funnest Known Time that's going to that's be cool. for everybody who is a privateer at heart, such as yourself and myself and people who are trying to make it work in, in their own way in cycling. Nah, man. Well, that's super exciting. And it's it's been super cool to have you on the podcast because, Appreciate it. You, know, I, you know, I watched you as I grew up as a Cat 5 to... Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> so it's pretty, it's pretty sick to kind of have you on air. And uh, yeah, again look forward to seeing you at the races and hopefully I can get you in the van and we can chat van life and see where you're at then. Cause I, know I you're think gonna... uh, some of my trips will be passing through Colorado. So we should definitely keep in touch. And it was a, that was yeah, a fun sure. conversation. I appreciate it. Nah. Yeah. It's cool, man. All right. Well, thanks guys so much. Um, I'll put all the links down to Pete's sponsors and his uh, social media stuff down below. So be sure to check that out. Other than that, thank you guys for watching.